and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, and you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can find all of our episodes wherever podcasts are found. Be sure to subscribe wherever, and also we're at HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, Matt, we happened to fall into a, uh, a a coincidence of fortunate uh, scheduling circumstances because I actually scheduled this about a month ago before everything went crazy. You um, knew this was going to happen, didn't you, Bob? I did. No idea. Are you kidding me? No idea. <laughs> But joining us today, and very appropriately joining us this episode, is the the Green Bay play-by-play voice, Brian Kuklinski. Brian, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Bob and Matt, it's a pleasure to be here. And, you know, Bob, when you reached out and scheduled this, I mean, who knew that everything was going to blow up in the last month? Yes, that's true. So, yeah, this seemed like an easy so- conversation at the time. It, it really did, because we were gonna, because obviously uh, we were gonna talk about how you've been spending your off season. I know you also do the, you also uh, do play by play for the Green Bay Booyah, which unfortunately, because of the pandemic, is not really uh, playing at the moment. So we were probably gonna talk a little bit about kind of how you've been spending your off season. But now we know, <laughs> right? Well, and it, it's crazy because within the last, you know, obviously week and a half, new coach, and uh, yeah, you mentioned the Booyah. They got clearance to start on July 1st. Who knew that the Northwoods League would start before Major League Baseball with fans yeah. in the stands? So it's, uh, yeah, it's really? been a crazy couple weeks. That's, yeah. Major League Baseball is, yeah, I, I don't want to have a conversation with, about them. That, that, that's just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fully into the, I'm now fully, if I want to, if I, I love baseball, but Major League is, Major League Baseball is just, they're, they're dead to me. So I am fully investing myself into the Korean Baseball Organization. So, Perfect. There you go. There you go. Hey, they're on ESPN now. The only thing is, I gotta get up at like two o'clock in the morning to see them. But you know, it's whatever. I catch the replays. I'm not getting up that early. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But um, but yeah. So so yeah, we actually we scheduled this like in early May, right before Link Darter got fired, and now we have you on a, literally the week of Green Bay hiring their new coach and he's a very very familiar name within the uh within wisconsin circles uh will ryan so um so you know what i'm sure you guys have met uh we have actually there's a long roundabout story about how i met will like 20 years ago before he started his coaching career um a really good friend of mine um, has a younger brother who was recruited by Bo to play at Milwaukee um, by the name of Dan Weiss, who's now the head coach at Minnesota Crookston. And uh, Will and Dan were together on Saul Phillips staff in North Dakota for a long time. So, yeah, it was uh, I, I have a small little connection to Will. So, um, but I think and and as I understand it, the the. And obviously, he is the son of Bo Ryan, who, you know, if you're a Horizon League, old school Horizon League person, you absolutely should know who he is. Because he was, he, before he got to went, to, went to Madison, he was the coach of, he was the coach in Milwaukee. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a question you ask. I don't want to jump the gun, but, you know, one oh, of no. the things when they, when they announced that Will Ryan's the coach, 
you know, he's got one year of head coaching experience at Wheeling and they're like, well, you know, if you're going to move on from Link Darner, why are you moving on to somebody who doesn't have the head coaching experience? But you mentioned when Bo went to Milwaukee, I mean, that was kind of a little bit of a head scratching hire too, because he was a D3 Platteville before he went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bo had great success at Platteville, obviously winning a couple national championships, but, um, you know, they, they take a flyer on Bo and hire him for a D1 gig. And of course, now he's in the Hall of Fame after taking Wisconsin all the way, uh, you know, the final four twice. And, you know, and it, so you mentioned Will comes from a, you know, a pretty good basketball family here in the state sure. of Wisconsin. You, met, you I'm glad you actually mentioned Wheeling, obviously, the the former school that you know that green bay just got will from um formerly wheeling jesuit the only reason i know that is because wheeling jesuit and fairmont state had a pretty good rivalry going or still do have a pretty good rivalry going on and of course fairmont state is where uh jared calhoun the current coach of youngstown state came from Um, right and you also mentioned their record last year. I believe they were 14 and 13 last year, um, which if, you know, knowing my history of wheeling, and I don't know why I have history of any division to anything, but I do. Um, <laughs> they were, they were, a, they, they were actually a perennial 20 game winner. Um, but I should point out the fact that the 14 and 13 record that will posted was right after a nine and 21 season that, and you know, the other thing that was really impressive about that is when coach Ryan got that job was in July and he only had five guys on the roster and, you know, everybody had kind of picked wheeling to finish dead last in their conference. And, uh, you know, to come in at the end of July and be able to put a roster together and put up 14 wins is, is pretty impressive. Wow. He came in in July, had five guys on the roster, and w- finished above 500. Huh. Yeah. That, that, that sounds almost vaguely familiar. So he was um, at Cleveland State, huh? Like he was, <laughs> yeah, and his name was Dennis Gates, yeah. Right. It's almost a mirror image, yes. <laughs> so, um, so I know the one thing that um, – so I know the big question, obviously, with Green Bay has been – so who obviously he's got he, there are players that were in the trans that were committed to Green Bay and some of them decided they were going to kind of reopen their recruitment but I do understand that Josh Jefferson is 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 recommitted to Green Bay now at this point. He is and uh you know getting Josh to recommit is a a big piece of the puzzle. Um you know Green Bay lost a couple of people after uh Link was let go. And, uh, you know, the biggest of which is uh, Tank Hemphill. I mean, you know, Tank comes in his uh, redshirt junior year and made an immediate impact and is really a phenomenal basketball player. And unfortunately, was hurt all of last year and got a medical redshirt. Yeah. Um, so he's decided to play his uh, senior year elsewhere. He'll be playing at Drake and, you know, Trey Bell um, left in the transfer portal and Manny Patterson. Um, also left and had committed uh, elsewhere before a new coach was hired. Um, but getting Josh back, to me, uh, after he had to sit out from uh, coming from Illinois State, you know, you put him, Amari Davis, and P.J. Pipes in the backcourt, and that's a, that's a pretty solid guard tandem to build your team around. Sure, sure. Now, you mentioned, obviously, you mentioned Amari Davis, who, who, by the way, 
it made made it abundantly clear he st- he's st- even early, even before Will Ryan was hired that he was in. He was staying. He was absolutely going to be a part of this. Same with PJ Pipes. And so when you look at kind of, I, I guess my question would then be to Will Ryan and his own coaching style and how those guys are going to kind of fit into uh, what he's got planned. Um, yeah. Is there, uh, are there, yeah. I guess I should, my, my uh, as a follow-up question, because I have not had the opportunity to kind of look at some of the things that Will has done, are there sure. going to be any similarities what Bo did? Uh, you know, and that was one of the questions that was asked at his press conference on Thursday because, uh, you know, Bo was famous for the swing offense. And, yes. uh, you know, I know one of the the criticisms of the Badger style of basketball was that it, it it's a slower-paced game. And, you First know, team to not... 40 wins. Exactly. But if you remember, the two years that uh, Bo went to the Final Four, um, you know, he really adapted to the lineup he had. And that team was putting up 75, 80 points a game. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, as somebody who grew up in Wisconsin and was a Badger fan, watching him lose to Duke was pretty painful. Um, but, you know, Bo really kind of adapted to that. And, and Will is the same. He said, you know, there'll be elements of the swing offense. Um, he's a big believer in passing up a good shot for a great shot. Um, I don't think you're going to see, you know, Green Bay under Coach Darner was always number one, number two, number three, somewhere in there in the country in pace of play. Um, I don't think you're going to see that anymore, but I don't think you're going to see the, uh, and Phoenix fans will be familiar with this phrase, the old Bennett ball style. You're not going to see somebody, you know, you're not going to see the 48 to 42 style of game. Um, I think Coach Ryan is pretty familiar with what he has on the roster. And there's some talent there. And like I mentioned, especially in the backcourt. Um, then you've got a guy like Japana Kellogg who redshirted last year. I got to see yeah, him play true. in the scrimmage. And, uh, you know, he brings a little bit of size at 6'8", 6'9". And, uh, you know, these guys can get out and run when they need to. But I think that, um, especially with a guy like Amari who lives in the mid-range with his game, you know, if you run a few more sets on offense, um, I, I think you're going to see some really good things. I know as a just overall Horizon person, I really hope they don't try to slow it down a lot because the Horizon League right now needs some entertainment. And I always enjoyed Green Bay's games under under Darner because it was entertaining, you know, up and down the court the whole time. There was, you know, real fast pace. So the idea of, you know, them trying to slow it down to 40, 50 points a game, that that terrifies me in this league. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to see that. What I think you're going to see is, you know, still a quicker pace. I think you're going to see more value on defense. Um, and, you know, it was no no secret that Green Bay, when you take a look at season stats, I mean, they're going to score 83 points a game, but they're going to average giving up 81. And, you know, it was never that they played terrible defense. It was just, you know, it wasn't the the emphasis. And I think you're going to see a little bit more emphasis on playing a little hard-nosed defense to try and create your offense. Um, so one of the things that, uh, and I know we talked about this off the air, um, t- you actually mentioned um, among the features of the press conference was the fact that, that Bo was actually at the conference with Will. And he actually had an opportunity to actually take some questions, which, as I understand it correctly, was a rare thing when he actually was the head was a head coach. Well, you know, yeah, when you take a look at, you know, the Green Bay media, obviously, you know, Badger basketball is big statewide. 
Um, but as far as the Green Bay media goes, they weren't making trips down to Madison, um, you know, to attend Bo's press conferences. And and I, I will give Bo a ton of credit because, one, I didn't know he was going to be there because everything leading up to it that I had heard Will talk about with local media was Bo was out in California playing golf. So, you know, he was there. Um, he was very much there as a proud dad, um, sat in the front row. Um uh, with his wife, with a big smile on his face the entire time. And then he did. He took some questions from the local media and uh, really did a, a great job of talking about Will. Um, he didn't really talk about his Hall of Fame career or, you know, how he did things. It was more about, um, you know, how he was going to watch games and how he gives advice to his son as far as, you know, coaching a game and and things like that. And so, it was it was kind of a really cool moment to see you know dad there being proud of his son getting his first division one head coaching job. So um, so what do we so in terms of um, now obviously he's got some Will's got some a little bit of recruiting to do. Um, where where do you think he's going? What direction do you think he's going to end up heading in terms of you know filling those roster spots that are are now open? You know, I, he's not coming into an empty cupboard. And that's one of the things that he kept emphasizing um, in his press conference. If I'm doing my math right, Green Bay maybe has two, possibly three scholarships open for this season um, after the transfers. Um, you know, so he's he's got a little bit more of a roster in place than when he took over Wheeling. Um, but the exciting thing here uh, in the Green Bay area is – the fact that Will is so connected to Wisconsin, um, you know, he started his coaching career with his dad at Wisconsin. Um, he coached an AAU team here prior to moving into the college ranks. Um, and then he worked for 11 years for Saul Phillips and Saul, you know, being a native Wisconsinite, they recruited Wisconsin pretty heavily um, at the stops that he was at uh, with Saul out in, uh, out in Fargo. And then again at Ohio university. So, I'm really excited about the fact of the ties to the state of Wisconsin. And, you know, you don't want to, you're realistic. You know that he's never going to go out and get, you know, like a Tyler hero to stay in the state of Wisconsin. Cause let's be honest, anytime you're a horizon league school and Kentucky comes calling, you're not going to win that recruiting battle. Um, but you take a look at some of the Wisconsinites that are elsewhere at mid-major programs. Um, you know, one that I would have loved to see in a Green Bay uniform was Bill Wampler. Um, and, you know, those are the kind of guys that you hope that Coach Ryan, his Wisconsin ties, his family ties to this state, that, you know, some of those guys you can keep within the state instead of seeing go elsewhere. Um, so as far as I didn't really get a chance to talk to him on Thursday about what he's going to do with the roster. Um, obviously, in these times, he's just meeting with the current staff via Zoom. He hasn't really met any of the guys in person yet because the campus is still closed and none of them are here. Um, but it'll be it'll be really interesting the next couple of weeks as he names his assistant coaches and and what he's going to wind up doing to fill those other two or three roster spots. I think you really hit on the most important thing with him, too, where you talk about, you know, the Wisconsin ties and trying to keep some of these people in. And, you know, do you, do you think that Link Darner was losing out on some of those people where uh, Ryan might be able to keep them just based in name and, and familiarity with with the area? I You know, I do think so a little bit. Um, you know, Coach Darner, 
Uh, phenomenal X's and O's guys. And when you get to sit down and, and talk with Coach Darner about basketball, I mean, sit plan on sitting down for an entire night. I mean, the guy is just insanely well-versed in everything about the game. But I think they go about building the roster a little bit of a different style. I mean, Darner did a, a really nice job of mixing in JUCO transfers and, you know, incoming freshmen. Um, so, that, you know, I think it'll be a little bit of a different style. But, yes, I mean, I will tell you – being born and raised in this state, being from here definitely helps. And so I think when you go sit in the living room with some of those kids, and especially, I don't know how much he'll help, but especially if you can have a guy like Bo maybe make a phone call. Um, or, you know, some of those doors are a little more open because you're familiar with the Ryan family name, uh, that the, the high school and AEU coaches within the state uh, might be a little more open to talking to you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, just seeing here locally in Michigan, it definitely makes sense where, you know, you have to have those ties. And I'm sure Link Darner was still kind of probably working through those. But I have to imagine, you know, those take those take a while, you know, to get in with the high school coaches, the AAU coaches, like you said. And, you know, coming with the, with the Ryan name and his familiarity with that, you know, even here on the podcast, we, we talk about how, you know, Wisconsin, you know, in the Green Bay area is kind of its own animal. And we never always even know what's going on up there. But I have to imagine it would be much the same where being familiar with that area, being, you know, one of their own is going to help immediately to keep some of those kids. I agree. And, you know, I don't want to get lost in, in just the name too, because when you sit down and talk to coach Ryan, he's an incredibly engaging personality. Um, and, you know, you immediately feel comfortable talking to him. Um, he, he's really engaging when you sit down and talk to him. He's very easy to talk to, um, you know, and I, I think a lot of that, you know, just comes with the fact that he's coming back home and he's super excited about it. But even the comments that you see from like a coach Phillips or a Greg guard at Wisconsin or Brad Soderberg, who's on Tony Bennett's staff in Virginia that have all, you know, kind of will grew up with those guys and the high praise of what an incredible individual he is. And the fact that he does things the right way, um, you know, that goes a long way in, in gaining players trust too. Well, and I think, you know, you're seeing that right away. We're seeing some kids recommit and everything. That means he's he's getting to them right away. And that's, you know, that's going to be big for Green Bay going forward is that, you know, he doesn't just have to rely on the name, but he's someone co kids want to play for and that coaches want to send their kids to. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about a few minutes ago, I think, you know, some of the guys might have been a little bit nervous when they heard the word swing offense. Um, but one of the things he mentioned in this press conference um, was a couple of the guys had Googled what the swing offense was. And he had chatted with them about how he was going to modify things to kind of, you know, fit in with their strengths. And, you know, like you had just hit on there, Matt, guys are buying into that right away without ever meeting him face to face. Like we said, everything's over a Zoom meeting, which is crazy to me right now. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy that that's become that. And I mean, you, you hear about coaches trying to recruit kids via Zoom. But, you know, what was the Green Bay process to recruit um, to recruit him, you know, essentially over Zoom? Like, did he have a lot of familiarity with the campus already, with the facilities, with the, you know, the health of the program? You know, we've seen Green Bay's had to cut some programs. Like, do you, can you give us any idea what that pitch was like from Green Bay to the other direction? Sure. Um, again, you know, the administration's been, you know, pretty, pretty tight-lipped on a lot of things. But uh, Thursday, I did learn just a little bit more about the process. And yeah, I mean, it, you're doing everything virtually, phone calls, Zoom meetings, things like that. Um, but, 
here's one of the advantages to Green Bay. You've got this gigantic building in Green Bay right next to the Rush Center where the Phoenix play with a big G on the side, right? And Mark Murphy, the Packer, uh, the Green Bay Packers president, uh, and Charles Guthrie, the athletic director, go back a long way. They're really good friends. Um, Charles worked for uh, Mark Murphy when he was an athletic director, and Mark Murphy was very involved in the process. And without, I don't know, to be honest, the final like three that Mark Murphy sat down and he did a full interview with those guys. Um, but I, I do know that Mark did say to Charles afterwards, any three of these guys would be amazing. So when you're talking to, you know, the president of the Packers about a coaching job at Green Bay, that's kind of be, that, that's got to be a pretty cool selling point. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so what, uh, I have one last question, obviously, before because uh, we're going to be talking about a few other things. Um, I'm sure you by now you've already seen the news about uh, Robert Morris. Um, yeah. We're recording on Sunday, folks, but it looks like if you're listening to this anytime after Monday, congratulations, Robert Morris, you're in. Because um, uh, Robert Morris is making an announcement on Monday. So any, if you're listening to this on like Monday afternoon or Tuesday or any other time during the week, this has already happened. Um, but I wanted to ask you about this from a scheduling standpoint, because as I understand it correctly, obviously the Horizon League as a whole is going to have kind of some interesting scheduling things going on. And as as you as I understand it, Green Bay's uh, current schedule is kind of set right now. At least it, it was. <laughs> yeah, right. And. That was one of the questions that I, I, I did ask the administration when I saw him on Thursday. So if Robert Morris joins the league, what happens? And, you know, that was kind of one of those things where I, I think, you know, they knew it's going to happen, but they're still kind of waiting for a little direction on what they're supposed to do. Because if that adds two more conference games, Green Bay would be at 33 games, which we know is too, too many. Um, their non-conference schedule set, and there's a pretty good buzz in the market here in Green Bay because for the first time, and I don't want to quote a year, but it's been a long time, they don't have a non-D1 on the schedule outside of the exhibition game. They're playing a full D1 slate this year. Um, so those games are already done and scheduled, and there's some really good games on that schedule, including you know back ends of home and homes. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Robert Morris coming in. Um, you know, Green Bay's welcoming like Eastern Illinois. They've got Montana State on the schedule this year, the Summit League Challenge. Um, you know, then they've got some pretty high profile um, major games uh, as far as, you know, playing like Syracuse. They're playing LSU this year. They've got the Badgers on the schedule, um, you know, and all those games have already been announced. So. I don't want to be the guy sitting in the uh, athletics office that's in charge of that schedule trying to figure out either if you're going to try and break a contract or what you're going to do. Um, but when I saw Robert Morris initially, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it's a really good addition to the league. I just didn't think it was going to happen this year. I don't think anybody – honestly, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be next year, but then they – you know, th- then Jeff Goodman came out with it. It's like, it's going to be happening this year. I'm like, oh, right? okay. Well, well, yeah. There was there was one clue that it might have happened, and it was from the Horizon League. They said that they had some plans for ten teams, twelve teams, fourteen teams for the Horizon League tournament. So, yeah, it wasn't a complete secret. I'm gl- I'm glad that we're going with twelve and not eleven, but that's true. There, there was there were some hints about it. A little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. 
and I think overall it's going to be a, a, a great addition to the league. Um, Matt, I know you talked about how you split up travel partners or what you do, so that'll be interesting to see uh, how they go about scheduling that. Um, I'm also in agreement with you. I, I don't want to see a breakup into two divisions. Um, but, it, you know, I'm sure Commissioner Crone will figure that out eventually. Well, Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Uh, my Twitter, which, you know, goes a little dormant in the summertime because so busy. Well, you're with, a busy uh, guy usually. Yeah. So, yeah, understandable. It, you know, administrative stuff for the baseball team and stuff. But uh, during the Phoenix season, I'm pretty active on it. It's at underscore or at Brian underscore Kuklinski, uh, which is a long Polish name, which, you know, most radio guys change. I wasn't creative enough to come up with a different last name. So, um, but that, that's hey, where you If you were in Cleveland, you'd be right at home, man. <laughs> Well, you know, Wisconsin's full of us Polish people, too. So you need a short Polish last name like mine. Right. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was my pleasure, guys. Anytime I'm happy to join and uh, love what you guys do. Keeping the uh, the Horizon League in the forefront during the offseason. Even more so now this time this year than usually. <laughs> Isn't I don't it? Know, it's, it's, we've been, yeah, it's funny because we've been busier this year than we have. We were last year. Makes you know, sense. I was. I was laughing with a couple of the media guys here about how thirsty we all are for sports content right now when Green Bay hiring a basketball coach makes all the national publications. That's true. I said, yeah, and funny thing, I said the same thing about when UIC hired Luke Yaklich, and it was actually on the Chicago, it was on the Chicago sports ca- uh, broadcast, right. sportscast of the of the of their evening news because usually that. You know, if they mention it for 30 seconds, that's about it. But it's like, and that's Chicago. So, yeah, that, that's pretty. That, that's a pretty big deal. So, um, but, yeah, again, Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you having, having you on. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. So, as we mentioned previously with, um, with Brian, we had um, – talk specifically about the incoming Robert Morris invitation to the Horizon League. We talked about it last episode, obviously, but now, now it's it's for real. Bobby Moe, is this the part where we welcome all the Bobby Moe fans that are obviously just now oh. listening to the Horizon Roundtable? Welcome. Oh, oh, all right. okay. So, so yeah, so they actually, as we were, it's funny because as we were recording our conversation with Brian, Robert Morris Athletics tweeted out their this this teaser for this major announcement on Monday, June fifteenth at one p.m. Eastern time. No one knows which, what's going to happen. Which, by the way, I'd like to point out again: if you are listening to this after one o'clock on June fifteenth, this has already happened. Um. So yeah. Um. And I'd like to point out, and I'm not. It's crazy because we, um, obviously. It's it's funny because we we talk about you know looking for fans, Horizon League fans, um, because you know we spent like what before the before the fan battle royale we spent like a month looking for Fort Wayne fans. We did find a bunch of them eventually, 
We're not having that problem with Robert Morris, like even a little bit. They all no, just they, came, they seem to like the school. Once the clarion call came out that we are looking for, you know, we, we come come to us, Bobby Mo fans. They just came in droves. So we already have an instant fan base coming on in. That's for, so so I'm I'm already considering this an immediate immediately successful addition to the Horizon League. They have already passed IUPUI. That's for sure. Yes. Probably Cleveland State fans. Uh, sorry, Bob. Uh, Detroit sorry. Mercy fan, depending on the day. Uh, I mean, yeah, Robert Morris fans. Welcome. I know. Uh, by, and a big shout out to uh, one of our writers, Nick Lawrenson, um, you know, who's who knows a bunch of the a bunch of the Robert Morris guys. So he got the word out for us too. So that was super helpful. So shout out to you, Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> He's also a big KBO guy. I almost gave him the shout out earlier when you mentioned that. So, you know, That's you guys have that true. thing going. There you go. That's true. So, yes. So, so yes, their major announcement is, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely coming in. Um, I'm actually glad they're doing this now as opposed to earlier in the week because then we would have I, – I, it's all about timing. It's kind of crazy how everything's kind of fallen into place where we had, you know, where we were talking about the Green Bay thing. We had Brian come in – we it, we booked Brian way earlier, and then you know the whole Green Bay kerfuffle happened and been resolved already, and, and now the you know now the Robert Morris thing. So, and I'm looking at it from a from a competitive standpoint, I think Robert Morris is actually I think better positioned that is pretty well positioned to do really well in the league. They finished second in the NEC last year. To Merrimack, who I'm apparently Merrimack, who literally just jumped into Division One and finished first in the NEC. So that's first of all, that's weird. Um, that's that actually overshoots Northern Kentucky in terms of their transition. <laughs> but man, so we're getting and they and incidentally, um, Robert Morris, the defending NEC tournament champions. They were supposed to go to the NCAA tournament last season, obviously before the pandemic hit. So that's the that is the team that's coming into this this conference. Well, you know, I, I never thought of this, but you just made me think of this. Um, I wonder if the schools that had qualified for the NCAA tournament still got paid, and if maybe that's helping them pay off why they can jump so fast because they actually didn't have any expenses for the NCAA tournament that they would have incurred, but they might have gotten the money for it. Possibly. Also, I'd like to think. Well, and also, you know, I don't. I don't know what they, it, what the price tag would be in terms of exit fee for the NEC. I know it's a little different from league to league, obviously. Um, but whatever, whatever the price tag was, well worth it, I guess. I mean, there. We, we talked about this a little bit last week. It's a great. They're a great addition to the Horizon League. I'm glad to be having them. They they fill. Almost everything. The one thing I was wrong about from last week, I want to say this out loud, um, they do not have baseball. I thought they had baseball. I must have looked at a club team or something, but they do not have baseball as a varsity sport. Well, they also don't have ten. They also don't have men's tennis either. So, uh, so there's going to be some questions. There's going to be some concerns floating around the Horizon League on that front now that Wright State has uh, kicked everything. But that's a whole other issue. Um, right. Yeah. But this is. Um, and I guess there are going to be some questions. Obviously, there's going to be some questions on, say, for example, the football end, the lacrosse end. Those are things that obviously they're going to need to address that have absolutely nothing to do with us, naturally. 
Although mm-hmm. lacrosse may, I'm saying. Possibly. That would be an undertaking. I, I don't see the Horizon League adding it yet, but I, it could be in the future. I mean, they. I I think they, within a couple. Could. So here's what I well here's what I'm thinking too because, um, and I think I'm thinking maybe I'm think because obviously Cleveland State and Detroit Mercy both have have lacrosse. Um, and Robert Morris obviously has a lacrosse. Um, I know we've had multiple conversations about Bellerman. I know that's that's probably a you know long wait for a train that's not coming, um, but Bellerman in Kentucky also has lacrosse. I mean, I I don't see uh, especially in this kind of time period when the shit is hit the fan. Basically, you know, I'm not saying challenging times. I'm saying the shit is hit the fan, um, where you know, there are teams cutting sports left and right. It's it, it's it's not a good it's it would be a pretty bad look to do that at this point in time, although, you know, moving forward, maybe in 21, 22, something like that. I could see it. I really could. Um, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I if I'm right state, I'm not only I'm actually very concerned because Robert Morris is a very good basketball team. And I think, you know, hey, that's it. And um, in terms of rivals, I think. Uh, the way that Youngstown State is situated at the moment, where they are poised, pretty well poised to finish in the upper half, if not compete for the Horizon League championship, you bring in a Robert Morris who's you know less than an hour away, it's on. I mean, not only do they bring that, they bring a beautiful facility that's only a couple years old. It's 4,000 seats, which which I'm a huge fan of the fill a gym. I don't care if you've got 300 seats. If you fill it and make it a, a home court, then cool. Like, I remember when Oakland came in, everyone threw a fit about the arena. Turns yeah. out or, the arena's tough to play in when it's full, and it's full most of the time. You know, so I, I and Robert Morris brings a lot of that same same um, gym, you know, and, and just that the quality of athletics, and I'm excited yeah. about that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, here's the thing, though, and this is this is actually now here is the thing that I find very interesting. That new arena of theirs is a four thousand seat arena, not uh, not dissimilar to the arena, which, if I'm not, if I recall correctly, is also in that general capacity area. Yeah. Um, and so, and I know for years we've had this big old conversation about arena size and, you know, the conference needs to have it such a, you know, a minimum size for an arena, blah, 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 blah. I think they're chucking that. I think they just threw that out the window. Oh, they absolutely, they had to have with, with uh, IUPUI's edition and everything. I mean, I think Oakland kind of opened the floodgates to that. And I know old school Horizon fans going to pretend like, oh, this sucks. You guys, no one's filling their gyms. Nobody. No. I mean, you've got. I mean, how much of this isn't of the MCC? This isn't know, the like, MCC. I'm sorry. This isn't the MCC. They're, you know, Derek Strong and Brian Grant from Xavier ain't walking in the door anytime soon. So cut it out. Right. <laughs> Make it a really old school, you know, MCC reference there. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but no, it's true. I mean, you know, you know. Gordon Hayward isn't isn't walking into the Wolstein Center anytime soon. <laughs> exactly, and that you know that's really what it comes down to. It's, I think it, it's time to things are different. You know, I know you know you know reach the yeah I know by the way uh yeah what yeah what was the original I'm sorry I can't remember what the original Horizon League tagline was but um but yeah whatever I think it was like exceed your expectations. 
whatever. It, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, be. I think it's now be realistic. <laughs> I think it's, you know, have people come to your games. Yeah, yeah. Stop sucking. There you go. Um, and with Robert Morris, I mean, it, yeah, from a from a competitive standpoint, and, and I and, I'm, and I, I do make the argument, the same argument with Fort Wayne too, because Fort Wayne, I believe, also will be a, you know they're they're not going to be an anchor. Uh, Fort Wayne is definitely not going to be an anchor on this conference. I think they're actually going to do pretty good. I think John Nolan is. May you know he mentioned in the episode we had him on. He said that you know he he said that the you know Fort Wayne was uh, was competitive would you know was poised to finish in the top half of the Horizon League. I, I tend to believe him. Also, I mean, if you're looking at the additions to the most recent additions in the last year for the Horizon League, I think that puts them way better positioned than whatever changes happens have been happening as they exist within the league. I agree. Or, or no, or no, or 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 in the case of IUPUI, absolutely no additions, <laughs> no changes whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, which brings me to the la- our last point. Um, I know for we've been talking about this. For, it seems like we've been talking about this for so so long, where we didn't know what was going to be happening with IUPUI. Was Byron Rim going to be the coach? Was Byron Rim not going to be the coach? And then sometime at the end of February. Uh, Sometime at the end of March, um, at the beginnings, you know, at the beginnings of you know everybody being quarantined and everything, IUP, uh, the IU system decided they were going to do a total free, you know, total hiring freeze, which included apparently the um, the head coaching spot at IUPY. So we didn't know what was going on with that. So as of right then, Byron Rue was the interim head coach. Great. Fast forward to this week, this last week, and IUPUI decides, you know what, screw it. We're going to have him here next year. <laughs> Might as well I, at this point. Well, I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the middle of it's the middle of June. I mean, it's the middle of June, and you know, it's probably best that you do that. I mean, first of all, you're not telling us stuff we don't already know. <laughs> um. But I guess you know, from a from a consistency standpoint, I suppose that's probably best. Um, I am very interested to see, and the announcement was that he would be coming back for 2021. The and I what well, what I what is kind of unclear to me, unless I read this incorrectly, and I probably did. Who knows? It's been a crazy week. Is it, what happens after 21 for with Byron Rim? Yeah, is he a sitting duck coach? Like, I mean, it, are 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 they just doing year to year contracts with this guy? I mean, I don't know how that work. I don't know how that how that would work with the stability help help the stability overall stability of the program, especially again when you now have additional schools coming in who are infinitely better than you. Um, yeah. So that's going to be part. I mean. I mean, don't get me and and I guess we I guess we should take heart in the fact that you know you know give them credit because they didn't they didn't stop you know recruiting they didn't you know sit there and say well what's gonna happen am I gonna sign these guys and then all of a sudden they're not gonna be you know we're 
you know, I'm going to be out the door and then they're going to have to do all this crap all over again. They didn't do that at all. They, they operate from the day they got eliminated from the conference tournament or yeah, from the, from the second they got eliminated from the conference tournament, which as it turns out was, uh, I don't know, (laughs) the second they, the second Detroit mercy was officially, officially declared eligible from that moment on, from that moment, they operated as if Byron Rim was going to be the head coach next year. And yeah. in doing so, they didn't lose out on any. I mean, yes, they, you know, yes, you know, Grant Weatherford obviously transferred on them. Yes, there's a big question mark around Marcus Burke. Is he going to stay in the, you know, is he going to go play professionally? Is he going to grad transfer? What is he going to do? Um, which, by the way, is a question that still has not been answered yet. But at the same time, you also want to you also point out the fact that Jalen Manette isn't going anywhere. He hasn't announced he's transferring, so it appears he's staying put. Uh, Elijah Goss also staying put, and then you add in um, he brought in a bunch of JUCO guys, um, so Jonah Carrasco, Robert Harvey. Azaria say all those guys are coming in. He's got like two more freshmen coming in. So it's, you know, he, you know, he's got guys coming in. And so, uh, you know, he's got a 20 recruits at Adrian Hall also coming in. So it's not like, you know, he wasn't sitting on his thumbs. So I, I guess the question that I have is what is, what are we going to see out of a Byron, a Byron Rim led IUPY team next year that we somehow did not see this year? I, I guess mean, is the question. Grant Weatherford talked about, you know, a lot of guys didn't seem bought into Byron Rim and maybe they were, you know, expecting that he was gone or whatever, but now they know, okay, he's here and he's been here for over a year at that point, you know, since yeah. he took over. And so we're really going to see a Byron Rim coach team and what that looks like. And, you know, you, Maybe maybe it's okay if if those guys all do stick. Maybe it works out. You know, maybe they're not embarrassing. Who knows? I it's hard to tell. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me like that we're going to end up in the same situation we were last year, where we have you know where we have some kind of it, it just doesn't unless the coaching style is somehow is adjusted based upon who he's bringing in. I'm not entirely convinced that we're not going to see the same thing that we saw last year, last year where we saw, you know, some flashes of brilliance where, which included apparently them being able to beat green Bay and literally nobody else. Hey, they beat Oakland too, twice. Oh, in Oakland too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I was trying to be nice there. Yeah, it's very sweet of you, but I'm, I'm trying to talk facts. <laughs> But yeah, but you saw, but where you saw, you know, but, but at the same time, you also saw a very, very short rotation and, and, and it showed because at the end of the season, they just, you know, that team just flat out ran out of gas and I'm a little concerned that they're going to do the same thing next year. Which I doesn't mean, bode well for them. I mean, if you're if you're a prognosticator, you're still probably finish. You're still probably th- picking them to finish last in the conference. Truthfully, I mean, probably. I mean, I can't see any. I mean, honestly, I mean, you. If you look at the makeup for next year, I mean, you obviously Cleveland State's obviously not going to be in cellar next year. Um, 
you have a lot you have a whole crap ton of questions about Detroit Mercy um, that I can't answer. I'm not going to be able. I wouldn't be able to answer if I lived to be a hundred. Um, you have Oakland's questions. Gonna be, you have Oakland's going to be in the bottom. Oakland early. is probably Oakland is probably going to be in a rebuilding here. But are they going to be as bad as IUPUI? I don't think so, but I think I think the early uh, preseason polls will have them towards the bottom of yeah of the conference. Than, I don't think they're going to likely. Up there. More than likely. Um, but yeah, I, and then you have the question of Milwaukee. I mean, they have Tijon Lucas, but at the same time, are they going to do the same thing they do every year, which is tank the second half of the season? <laughs> I don't think the polls take that into account, but yes. <laughs> They should. They should. Yeah. Well, we talked (laughs) about that. And then add it. And then on top of that, add in, add in a Fort Wayne, add in a Robert Morris, which in terms of the bottom half of the conference, isn't going to make a big, you know, big. It's really not going to make a big difference. I don't think. I think it's going to. I think it's going to bolster the top half of the conference. I think, which the top half of the conference absolutely desperately needs at this point. Um. But yeah, I I I just don't see it. I I guess it's kind of a I guess IUPUI has decided, okay, we're going to we're going to go with this same thing next year, see what happens. We're going to roll the dice. And hopefully this hopefully next year as opposed to this year they don't come up craps. I don't know. <laughs> can I can I make a a clarification before we get called on this? Yes. And, and, and th- this this is a factual correction because I don't want to be wrong and we're just kind of scrambling with this Robert Morris stuff. Yes. The NEC was in the bottom of Division One in, in attendance. Worth Robert that. Morris only averaged 900 people a game. That's going to be a problem. I thought their attendance was pretty good in um, a bad conference. Actually, have- um, and I believe the reason for that is I think they were st- – and you mentioned that the, the UMPC Event Center, it, this new facility, it wasn't officially online last year either. They were still playing their little-ass gym. Okay, I thought I thought that that opened a year or two ago. Okay, if I'm wrong, that's great. Oh, I, I just think, no, I think they numbers. just they literally just opened it, right? And I think they might have actually, yeah, because they actually were, yeah, they it's now open. It was not. I do believe it. I do not believe it was open last season. Um, they literally okay. just, yeah, they 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 literally just opened that bad boy up. So okay, cool. Well, it's they, a little. It's a little it. bit of a. It's a little bit of a. Because they, because remember they were in that. Because Robert Morris was in that their their little gym, and uh, the only reason I remember their little gym is because you know during the NIT, at, at Kentucky was forced to go there, and Robert Morris beat them. So that's always fun. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they actually that that facility that they had was actually they actually just it, it's just online. Well, you know, Bob, what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to find someone from Robert Morris and talk to them about that and lots of other things. Oh, I think we will actually have plenty of – and I think we'll have plenty of people to talk to on that. What do you think? I like that. I want to talk to someone from the university. Like, press conference Monday, let's do a bonus episode Tuesday. No, I'm just kidding. Not not that quick. But I I, I look forward to uh, getting more Robert Morris. Knock yourself out, man. (laughs) I'm ready. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be – yeah, it's gonna be something. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I, I at the very least I'm I'm glad I am happy that their fans are as excited to join the Horizon League as we are to have them, which honestly the last two editions we haven't seen. So this is a breath of fresh air for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. So 
So I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely jazzed about this whole prospect. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. I agree. So, so with that, we're going to go ahead and close out this episode of the Horizon Roundtable. Um, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next, you know, in the next few episodes, um, specifically Robert Morris related. So, you know, Robert, Bobby Mo fan, we are we are there for you. You know where to find us. Um, HorizonRoundtable.com for all our episodes. Get caught up, man. You know, if you're a Bobby Mo fan, you need to get caught up on literally everything. We've got like 108 episodes. Get them all. You know, start listening to them now. Binge listen. We are your one-stop shop for Horizon League basketball. Yes, and everything. Yes, I know. I know. We, you know, see, we we have a purpose now, so that's great. And, and yeah, read all of our read all the articles too. We got a bunch of them in there too. Bunch of you know. Uh, so yeah, definitely re- read all those things. Horizonroundtable.com. Go, you know, subscribe to us on your your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, or you know, iTunes. You know, well, they're the same thing, or Spotify, or whatever. Do it. Definitely worth your time. Um, definitely want to do that. We look forward to. We definitely look forward to talking Bobby Mo. We're definitely looking forward to talking to talking about a lot more over the summer. So uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. <laughs>